Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Weight Loss in the Mind. Think fit, be fit. I'm your host, Scott Patton, and joining me today is one of my newest co-hosts. Last week, you met John Rowley over on the East Coast, and this week, we've got a, an amazing uh, trainer on the West Coast. He's known as a somatic mechanic has had a profound passion for holistic fitness and an unrelenting commitment to each of his clients and their goals. He's an exceptional and intuitive understanding of the body and his clients' individual needs. His knowledge comes from over 36 years of studying and training. He reached a student black belt in Taekwondo, completed four years of boxing under the coaching of Dennis the Croft Crawford, and received many accolades and awards in athleticism. He's also a pioneer in the loose-to-no-grip isolation training, and all of his clients benefit from his outstanding grasp of the mind-body connection, which he acquired through his friend and outstanding mentor, the accidental guru, also my friend, Dov Barron. So welcome, Martin Van Noos. How are you doing today? I am amazing, Scott. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Thank you. I'm a little bit under the weather. I have a cold, so that's why I sound a little sexier than normal. <laughs> you got that, you got that, that got, little sexual sniffle going on. I got there. that growl. And I'll, I'll mute. If you, you think you're talking to yourself, it's only because I probably muted myself to, to hack and cough and uh, do all those sort of good things. And <laughs> I'm a firm believer that uh, our mind and our body is very, very uh, connected. And to me, when I get something like this, which I've had for about four days, it started in my throat, the real sore throat, moved into my nose, and now it's moved into my chest. Uh, yeah. One of the things that I think is, yes, maybe we had a little bit of uh, a change in the weather. Yes, maybe I was not getting as much sleep. And yes, maybe I ate some things that... Uh, compromised my immune system, but there's an even bigger yes when it comes to uh, maybe there's some things I don't want to deal with or don't want to yeah. do, and so this, something, yeah, this puts sometimes me in sore throat. There's things that you want to say that you haven't said. Yeah, or things that I don't want to say that I have to say. <laughs> you have to say. <laughs> <laughs> All those sort of good things. So uh, in my case, I've wanted to be isolated for a while, and so this was my way of... Uh, of uh, making sure that I could have some time to myself. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, because I have hardly been out at all the last three days, and I've had a whole bunch of people say, well, you know, where are you going to get together? I want to do this. And that's why, well, you know, I'm sick, sorry. <laughs> so, and I, and I bring that up because I think that a lot of times people just are not, they don't pay attention, right? So it's, oh, yeah, no, I just got a cold. Yeah. Why? Oh, because I was at the grocery store and some kid was sniffling and I just caught it. Or, you know, I was, my kids came home from school and I just caught it or, 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 right? And, and they never fact, pay attention to the underlying things that are going on in their life. That's right. You know, I mean, there was, uh, you know, 300 people in the store when I was in the store and, you know, two of us got a cold. So why, why is it? that the reason <laughs> especially when you're basically healthy and stuff like that so yeah that's right that's most right. of the times most of the times those things are manifested because something else is definitely going on in your life yeah yeah and the sooner we resolve those things the sooner we go back it goes to, away it goes <laughs> yeah. away and yeah uh, so that's what i plan to do this afternoon we'll we'll see if next week i'm uh 
got mono or if I'm super healthy. <laughs> <laughs> so, Martin, tell us a little bit about how you got into fitness. You're in your mid-50s. It's been a lifestyle for 30 or 40 years. Yeah, since uh, 1975, how, yeah. How did that happen? Well, um, while I was younger, living in Surrey, uh, um, well, do you remember the back of the comics, those Charles Atlas books? Yeah. They kicked the sand in the face and stuff. Well, I was the kid that was getting the sand kicked in his face. <laughs> yeah, it was a. It seems funny. I look back now and I laugh about watching those comics, but I remember many a night laying in bed at the back of an Archie comic, reading these things and wishing somehow, some way, that that would just come magically true, so I could show up at school the next day and not be bullied. So, but you know, I hid in the shadows and I hid in the shadows and I, I, I mulled around and looked for things to do athleticism. But way back in the '60s in Surrey, British Columbia, in Canada, there wasn't a whole lot going on with that. Little tiny things at school, but no real facilities to work in. Right. Then, in as big as about 18 years old, actually, since 1975, I stumbled into a tiny, tiny hole in the wall gym because. Back then, that's all there was. There wasn't these giant conglomerates that you see now. There was just tiny little gyms with just a few guys training. And I walked in the door, Scott, and I stood there, and I was home. Oh. I I didn't know how to explain it. I remember I standing there, and the owner's name was Alex, and Henry was behind. I still remember Henry behind the counter. And I stood there, and I watched these guys working out and this and that. And he asked me if I wanted to go try it out. He took me on the gym floor, and I never looked back. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's been a lot of years, a lot of trial and error, a lot of self-studying, a lot of watching fads come and go, lots of different different type of eating things come and go, training methods come and go. It, it all it's just keeps evolving and evolving and evolving. So, if you don't keep it up with this in this industry, you're just going to get left behind. So, well, that's that's really really true. So. What's your philosophy on getting fit? I mean, we, we live in a society where um, obesity is considered normal, unfortunately. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, there's obviously a lot of things that we're not doing that, that we are doing that is getting us a result we don't want. Yeah. And so what do we need to, you know, to look at to change that? Well, I think my biggest personal philosophy in training is I just refused to listen to what society and corporations told me that I was supposed to be at whatever age. I just absolutely refused. I refused to listen to doctors who would spout off saying, well, you're this old, you can't do this, or if you're that old. So it comes right down to what we talked about at the very offset of the show, mind over body connection. Mm -hmm. I think one of the really things, I mean, we'll get into all sorts of food and we'll get into eating and exercising, but it comes down to the biggest thing I really truly believe in my philosophy, the biggest thing, especially as you get a little older, to be in shape, to stay in shape, and to live the best you can and the healthiest you can, it starts in between your ears. You have to have to have that mindset that you can do it. You have to have that mindset that you can be fit, that you will be fit, that you're just going to take what society and everybody tells you and just tell them to stuff it because that's not you. And you're just going to keep going and your body will respond and your body will get more fit and your body will because your body wants to be fit. It was born. It was made to be fit. My philosophy is we were all born. We were all born fit and we had this amazing, miraculous machine given to us at birth. 
And some of us, well, you know, I mean, some of us made it to a temple maybe to a degree too much. A lot of us kept it healthy. And some of us, I hate to say it, have treated our bodies and everything like a garbage dump. You know, but that's not to say that you can't turn it around. That's not to say that you can't change how you think, how you behave, how you act, and start the whole thing over again and become fit. So I guess my philosophy on a nutshell is uh, how you think is how you are when it comes down to fitness. Right, and I totally agree with you. I was just looking at uh, a recent article in Yahoo News. It was the 10 things to uh, foods to avoid if you want to cut down on your chances of getting prostate cancer. Oh yeah, yeah. And <laughs> it was very, you know, it was very interesting. And and the, the number one uh, ingredient that you need to get out of your diet is refined sugar. Sugar, absolutely. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Sugar is a killer. The white death. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, yet yeah. we've got... Uh, try going to a supermarket, walk down the aisles and find something that doesn't have sugar in it. Exactly. <laughs> try, you know, but then also watch uh, TV or you know, go online anywhere and what sort of marketing messages do we get, right? Yeah. Oh, I know. You know, the super latte, espresso. Oh, it's just, know, it's, it's insane. Dunkin' I mean, Donuts. Uh, sure. This goes on and on and on, right? McDonald's putting sugar on their fries for their kids so their kids will get wired onto the fries. It's, it's just, it doesn't end. It doesn't end, and, and it has to. And we, as a society, as far as all those things go, we painted ourselves right into the corner now. We are finding we're in the precipice. We're sitting right on the edge as far as that goes. The obesity rate in children is up through the roof. In adults, it's we're one of the most unhealthy, overfed, under-energized, under-nutrient, just absolutely nutrient-deprived nations on the planet. And it's just supersize me this, supersize me that. Massive, massive meals. I mean, it's little tiny things. You go into places where they sell cutlery, and the plates are getting bigger and bigger and bigger. It's just, you know, I try and tell a lot of my clients, one of the nice, cool little tricks if you want to cut down on your portion size is go in your kitchen, take all those giant dinner plates you have, wrap them up in paper, box them, put them in the basement, put them away and don't look at them again for quite a while. And just use little tiny, tiny, tiny saucer plates. That's all you need to put on food, nutrient-dense food. We've become the society that bigger is better, faster is better, and it's just, it's killing us. I it's agree. It's absolutely killing us. And we, I've actually gotten in the habit now when I, if I go out for dinner somewhere yeah. is, uh, with somebody, is I order one dish and two plates. And oh, yeah. And we, we split it into two, and yeah. we're both full. When oh, nice. Eating, you know, and it's just, yeah, it's just like, wow, like you go to some pasta place, or, which I, by the way, one of the things I did to, to lose 20 pounds was no pasta. Oh sure, no yeah. bread, no pasta. Yeah, and, but before that, I was I loved this particular pasta place, and I would go there. I take my sons, and the first time we went, we were just like, "It's a challenge, right? We <laughs> clean our plate." That's what Mama told us, and you know. And so we, you know, three days later, we're still full. So the next time we went, I said, "You know what? What do you want?" And he said, "This." I said, "Great." We're ordering that, and we're ordering two plates, and we're going to split it. And he looked at me, and he said, "Great idea." He didn't even want. I mean, he was like. Thinking, oh my God, I'm going to be like stuffed again, full of pasta yeah. for three days. For three days, yeah, and, lethargic, no energy. Yeah. And if we had cooked at home and served ourselves, that half plate would have still been about 50% more than we would have served ourselves at home. I know. You I know. know. And, and you look around the restaurant, you see people just proud of themselves that they're piling it down. Yeah. 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 It's like that's the, you know, that's the 
the Super Bowl of eating. Yes, I won it. <laughs> I really get to fight another week. And, uh, yeah, it doesn't work like that. Why they can't move for two days. Yeah. So yeah. one of the themes, I think, moving forward of weight loss in the mind is going to be the, all, the theme that uh, we're at, at a war for our minds. We're in a war. I'm, I'm for, sorry, we're, at, we're at, a, at a war? For our minds. Oh, yeah. On one side, we have... Uh, people that make stuff out of sugar and uh, yeah. trans fats and all those sort of other good things that uh, that you know we know shortens our lifestyle lifespan lifespan yeah, yeah. and then on the other side we've got uh, you know us who you know would really like to be able to walk up a flight of stairs when we're 50 so no. yeah. you know, and when we're 70 and when we're 100 right yeah. and so uh and I think it's really important that people think in those terms. It's like, you know, you, you're a passive victim of a war for your mind, and one side is defenseless. That's you, right? Yeah, yeah. The other side has billions and billions and billions of dollars yeah. that they are spending on, and if you don't believe me, you know, check out Coca-Cola oh, or Pepsi-Cola. Oh, McDonald's, or, McDonald's alone spent $800 million last year selling its product. And let, let me let me clarify that I don't say selling their food because I don't believe they sell food. Okay. They're se- they're, no, they're selling a product, and that's all it is is a product. And they spend so much money on psychologists to take certain beautiful little moments in your life and slide their product in there. You know, I'm loving it. <laughs> yeah, know? I'm loving um, it. They they all do it, Scott. They all do it. I mean, right to pharmaceutical. We'll get down the road one day to pharmaceutical companies, but right these these corporations that make this they call it biofood. It's just it's corporate made food that has no nutrients at all in it. I mean, it's packaged nice, it's colorful. Um, some people find it very tasty, but it does absolutely nothing for your body. Your body wasn't made to consume it, but they market it in such a way and they word it in such a way that they make people think it's healthy for them yeah and, and it's in i watch these commercials and being like yourself being health conscious and being in this industry for so long and, and knowing what's bs and what's not and i watch it and i weep i weep for the people out there and i see them buying it and saying oh no i eat healthy because i eat this product because they said it was healthy well yeah. they lied <laughs> now i was telling them, you ever been lied to before well you just got lied to again because right. it's not healthy yeah. it's brutal what it's doing to you yeah and so one of the uh, one of the themes moving forward is going to be how do we put up our defenses? How do we uh, get control of the the information that's coming into our uh, line of sight, our hearing, our mouth, and uh, make sure that we're actually making uh, good decisions and we're not being pushed along by that great commercial of the cute gal and the cute guy having a. Uh, a Budweiser or, a, you know, a glass of wine or a big birthday cake, right? Well, you could do what the wife and I did. We turned off our TV 14 years ago. <laughs> All right. So there's one way. Turn off your TV. The TV. You know, and it's, I'll tell you right now, it was amazing as far as our, so our daughter. Our daughter, when she was, I think she was three or four when we turned it off. And all of a sudden, she didn't want all this garbage stuff for breakfast, and she didn't want all this stuff that they try and push on kids. You know, I mean. Well, I mean, that's the other side of it, right? Is I mean, it's one thing to say, okay, everyone listening to this, yeah, I got it. You know, we're at a war, and we've got all these marketing messages that are trying to mold our mind into a certain way. Yep. And, and we know the result. 
I mean, all you got to do is go to the hospital, take a look around, <laughs> all the people. This is what 50 years of listening to this stuff does to you, and it does influence your mind. There's no doubt about it. Why would, why would McDonald's spend $800 million if they didn't know that they'd get a 10% increase in their sales? Yeah. And so, But the other side of it is is that our children, you know, mommy, 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 and sometimes it's easier in our minds to say, yeah, okay, I'm going to buy you the Twinkie and shut up. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, is that long-term, you're killing your kid. It's not even long-term anymore, Scott. Um, child obesity is younger and at its most now than it has ever been. Child osteoporosis is there. Child diabetes is there. It's getting all these things that we're having symptoms of older people are getting younger and younger and younger and younger. And, you know, it, I mean, we're broadcasting from Canada, and it, it's just, it amazes me that the Canadian government, when they talk about our short free medical, which is a whole other topic, how they can stop this, and yet they let this keep going on and going on, and people are getting more and more unhealthy, then they scream and yell why our healthcare is so out of whack, when it is such an easy fix. I mean, it's not a quick fix. It's an easy fix. Have better food supply to more people and more income brackets and let them slowly get healthy because food is still the body's best medicine, period. Mm -hmm. There is no better medicine for the body than good, clean, raw, whole food. It's what the body was meant to live on. It was what the body was meant to sustain itself on. It was what it was meant to function on. And they've just destroyed us. They've absolutely destroyed us with their with their corporate food and looking at the bottom line. And I don't know how they go to work in the daytime and watch these kids falling apart, but I guess that's a different mindset that I hope and I'm glad I will never know. But it's out there. Yeah. And like you say, at some point, somewhere, things have got to change. It has to hit a point somewhere where society has to stand up and go, we can't do this anymore. We just can't do this anymore. I mean, from every level, from a health level, from a perspective. I mean, it goes all the way from the beginning. You have classrooms or teachers are screaming from ADHD kids, and that's mostly just nutrition. Then you get into the workforce where corporations are saying, well, too many sick days, productivity's down, this and that. Well, And then you get to the government, like I said, with the medical systems and stuff and and so much money being spent on this and that. And it all comes down to starting right from the basics of having healthier people. Healthier people will solve all those problems. And all those problems are solved by just teaching people how to eat empoweringly, how to to teach them how to function their body, what their body needs. I mean, this stuff should be taught in school. This stuff should be taught right from school, how your mind is connected to your body, the nutrition you need for your body. I mean, I think it's 5,000 schools now in the United States are sponsored by Coca-Cola. All right. (laughs) You know what they're drinking. Oh, you know what they're drinking. And and not only that, but it's documented that if the the school's not hitting the quota that Coca-Cola said they must sell, teachers are actually pushing their students to buy it and selling the Coca-Cola like in the classroom saying, well, you should have some Coca-Cola between classes because they have to hit their quota or Coca-Cola pulls the funding away. Joey, you're looking kind of tired. Have a Coke to <laughs> pop up those eyes and get more alert. Yeah, get more. Go have a Coca-Cola and some more sugar, and then we'll put you on some Ritalin because you're just too wired up for the room. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. And then the, then the drug company steps in and goes, "Oh, thank you for handing us over a whole new generation of drug takers." Yeah. It's just it's well, it's just that doesn't end. It spirals down, and we have to figure out a way to turn around and spiral back the other way. And there are people making great 
you know, writing great books about it and making inroads about it. And, and there's changes and, and more and more people, my clients I talk to and, and friends of theirs and people coming up to me all the time, like everywhere I go, everywhere the wife and I go, someone's always asking me about uh, health. I mean, they look over at my wife and I think, oh, okay, well, they come up and say, and start talking about health and more and more people are, are finally waking up saying, you know, I mean, this life is a lot further and a lot longer than 40 or 50. Yeah. I mean, you know, this life is amazing into your 90s. It can be amazing. It, we're having more people hit 100 now than ever before. On the other hand, if you look on the health side of it, we've been talking so much about the obesity and the unhealth part. On the healthy part, there's more people hitting 100 now than ever before. So there are a lot of people out there are waking up and saying, hold on here. I can make this body work a lot better. And there's some people that have really abused their body and they're sad for it and they're sorry for it. But I'm here to tell you, I know in my heart and my soul that you can reverse it, that you can go back because your body does not want to be where it is. The stuff you have in your body, the toxins, all the all the acidity in your body, your body doesn't want it in there either. Trust me, believe me, it doesn't want it. It wants it out of there, but it's not consciously able to put the things in the hole in the front of the face to make that happen. You are. And once you start learning and what we're going to teach you is what to put in the hole in the front of the face and how to start thinking, things start to change. It's not going to be 11 days to a beach body. It's not going to be two Darn. months to a two months to 150 pound loss. That's not happening. I'm really sorry, folks. But it's taking you decades and decades to get to where you are. It's going to take a little while to bring it down, but we'll show you the way that you do it, that you stay healthy through the whole manifestation of making yourself back to the body the way it was meant to be, and that's what you want. Because the word is just weight loss. I mean, if you just want to lose weight on a scale, because this is what the diet companies want you to do, they just want you to look at a scale and see numbers dropping. They don't care that it's bad weight you're losing. They don't care that it's muscle weight you're losing, water weight, protein weight you're losing. They don't care. It's a scale number dropping. That's not what we want to talk about, about weight loss. I don't even like to use the word weight loss. What I like to use is the question we need to be asking ourselves, Scott. The real question we need to change is not how do I lose weight, but how do I bring my body back to where it was meant to be? How do I bring my body back to that natural state where it's functioning with all its systems in place? It's doing what it was meant to do. It's healthy. It's moving. I'm vibrant. I don't have to think about it. I don't have to worry about it, whether I can even get out of bed the next morning, the creaks and the groans and the pain and the aches, all that stuff has, goes away. That's what you should be asking. And a byproduct of doing all that, of course, you'll be dropping weight and you'll get back to your ideal body weight. That's the question. But when you ask that question, that question takes a lot longer than how can I have in this fast-paced society, how can I lose weight quick? Yeah, that's, weight another, that's another interesting thing with the McDonald's society that we live in is everything is instantaneous. Mm -hmm. And, of course, that's another lie that we've been fed and we've oh. been programmed into our minds that we need to change. It's, yep. it's, you know, it's not go in someplace, give them two bucks and leave with a burger. It's go in someplace, have them lovingly create a masterpiece of delight and nutrient-dense food, and, yep. which takes time. <laughs> and then you have a savoring where you sit down and you commune with people and everything else, which is, uh, you know, the way that it used to be yep. uh, in the old days. So yep. uh, and I just, you know, just want to tell everybody that Martin, uh, you know, puts his money where his mouth is. He has a client who lost the equivalent of a NFL linebacker in weight and uh, like 260 odd pounds and, and and still going and still going our so. goal our goal is to get it up to lose 300 pounds 
question. So another 30 to 40 pounds to go. But And, and here's the great thing about this client. And, yes, you, you people will be talking to her and meet her. She, she's not only lost the weight, and it's taken a while. It's been two years. Well, actually, she's that's not, fast. Yeah, she's not only lost the weight. She's amazingly healthy. She's... We're talking a lady that was 430 pounds. Then when I finally started training her, I can't remember what she's down to when I finally started getting into her and training her. But, I mean, we were having a hard time walking up the stairs. I mean, to stand on a set of stairs, to sit her on a ball and just sit and rock back and forth was a workout. I have videotapes of her boxing now. Boxing. She's doing stuff on the floor that people, people half her age can't even can't even come close to doing. This is what I'm talking about. This is this is what I'm talking about. Not just losing weight, but bring your body back to the healthy state it was supposed to be, and being totally, totally healthy and fit in a whole whole neutral way, um, a whole holistic way. Her mindset has changed. How she thinks, how she talks, how she acts about herself, how she looks out at life has changed. And that's what she'll talk to you about as well. I mean, this is the whole encompassing thing of what I try and tell my clients. And this is what I really foresee on a massive scale. I would love to see in North America, a massive mind shift to people stopping and looking in the mirror and seeing the person that is supposed to be there and, and changing that and going out and making smart choices and not listening to these massive corporations the way they feed this stuff and tell you it's healthy and the dairy foundations telling you oh you need this you need milk and blah 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 to stop all that and once you change your mind and once you make the smart choices and once you make that massive choice to change things start to happen and if you're patient and you keep on diligently doing it I guarantee you, I guarantee you, you'll come out the other end of the tunnel exactly where you want to be. Your ideal body weight, whatever that is for you, whatever makes you feel comfortable, healthy, fit, vibrant, and alive again. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's, and of course, that only happens when you're thinking fit. You're thinking fit. Think fit, be fit. That's right. That's what we're going to be talking about. And in the coming weeks, we're going to be talking about why diets keep you fat. We're going to be sharing the most neglected factor in your health, and we're going to be talking a lot about the mind-body connection. Why is it that at 8 o'clock you're rummaging through all the cupboards looking for (laughs) chocolate bars and potato chips, and what can you do about it? All those sort of good things. Martin, thank you very much for joining us. I'm really, really excited about uh, where we're taking weight loss in the mind now, and uh, thank you for joining us, everybody. It's been a blast. We'll see you next week. And uh, any last words of wisdom before we go, Martin? Um, Really, just really last words of wisdom. Before you put something in the hole in the front of your face, and once it goes in the body, it's in the body, stop. Just stop and think about what you're putting in your body. Because what you put in your body, your body has to work with. And you want to put something in your body that's body-friendly. So next time you're buying food, next time you're about to put something in there, just stop and be mindful for a second and make the proper choice. If you got to put it down, put it down and walk away. There you go. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye now.